0: Seven races to go here. Let's keep our head in this thing. Roll on through. Roll on through. Stay fast. Start your engines and smoke the tires. This is Inside Alabama Racing with your host, Tommy Prater. He is the reason for this full course yellow that we are under at the moment. Stay with the sports station, WNSP, for NASCAR news, interviews with drivers, crew members, and track officials around the state and around the nation.
1: Fire it up. Stay on the racetrack if you can. Stay on the racetrack if you can. Inside of my mirror says
2: objects appear appear
0: faster than they
2: appear.
0: No, he's that fast. Inside Alabama Racing, brought to you by Wade Distributors, Judy's Place, and Alabama Pipe and Supply. Got a guitar? Hell yeah! Have you seen any of the replay? They have called one of our teammates to the trailer. Oh, bye. Now here's Tommy Prater. Boogity, boogity,
1: boogity. Let's go, racing drivers!
2: Joining us this evening, it is an absolutely incredible week of racing coming off of Darlington last week. it uh, It's just really amazing what we have going on. Back in action at North Wilkesboro. Racing started this afternoon. It tried to get it underway yesterday. We have late breaking news from North Wilkesboro that Alabama's own Augie Grill has won The first race from the pole at North Wilkesboro this afternoon. Dale Jr. and the rest of the crew is lining up for their race as we speak. A little bit later on tonight, the ASA All-Star Tour that was in Pensacola a few weeks ago will get underway. It's all available on Flow Racing. Now, while all that's going on at North Wilkesboro, the throwback weekend was last weekend at Darlington. William Byron wins on Sunday. Kyle Larson wins on Saturday. We'll talk about his pit crew with our guest, Adam Alexander. will join us from Fox Sports in a little while. Christian Eckes won the truck race. There's a lot happening as we move forward this weekend. Five Flags is in action. The Arca Series is at Flat Rock in Michigan. And our buddy Billy Venturini, 16 years out of a car, gets back in this weekend at Flat Rock. We're going to talk to Billy V about that. Big racing at Five Flags this weekend. Maddox Langham is the points leader. We'll talk to him about that. We're going to wrap it all up with the moose right here on WNSP, part of the sound of Mobile.
0: This is Inside Alabama Racing on 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. Once again, bumping and grinding, shoving and rubbing, and that's just at the breakfast buffet. Here's Tommy Prater.
2: Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. We have a fun show for you. Just just a few minutes, Maddox Langham's going to join us to talk about this weekend's Sportsman Spectacular Friday night at Five Flag Speedway. Normally, car owner Billy Venturini will, talk, will join us. He's going to be in the car this weekend at Flat Rock. And our buddy from Fox Sports, Adam Alexander, will step in. And, of course, we'll wrap it all up with the moose call. Every week, our program is brought to you by Alabama Pipe and Supply, Wade Distributors, Southwest Alabama's flooring leader, and, of course, Judy's Place, where every Wednesday is cobbler day. And today it was absolutely phenomenal, as usual. I think Bill Roth was the only one that went for the for the berry today, and the rest of us were all in, in the peach mode. Speaking of peaches, don't ask me how I make this. But, but, but speaking of peaches, we're going to jump to this weekend at Pensacola Five Flags Speedway on Friday night. Five classes of local cars, racing, sportsman, spectacular, 35 laps, 1000 bucks to win, if I read everything correctly. The guy who currently leads the sportsman divisions with back-to-back wins and is an odds-on favorite for this weekend's $1,000 payday. Our buddy, Maddox Langham. Maddox, how you doing, man? Good, sir. Hey, Maddox, how you doing, bud?
3: Good, how are you?
2: I'm great. You looking forward to this weekend?
3: Yes, sir. Yes, I am. And uh, before we start, I would just like to thank, if you if you don't mind, I would like to thank my sponsors. You know, a
2: lot of
3: – go ahead. Sir? Uh, I'd like to thank Central Garden ahead. Express, All Around Cuts and Styles, DoMaker Transport Services, Gale Force Suspension, CalGal Performance, and Swift Springs, and anyone else that helps me along the way to make this uh, deal happen.
2: Yeah, and any of the other dozens of guys who helps turn wrenches and push on that thing every week. Yes, sir. So let's talk about this weekend, um, $1,000 online. That's a lot of money for a sportsman car.
3: Yes, sir, it is. It's a pretty big race. Not as big as the snowball derby, but probably one of the biggest races of them and the snowball will run this year.
2: Does the snowball pay $1,000 for the sportsman cars?
3: Uh, I don't remember how much it pays, but I know it's a little bit of money like that. Yes, sir.
2: I, I didn't remember it being that much. Plus $150 for fast qualifier. A lot of guys will be there this weekend. Puts a little extra pressure on you. You are the points leader, too. So it makes you the favorite, but it also puts a bullseye on your back, doesn't
3: it? Yes, sir, but like always, I'm just going to go out there and do my best and, do what I can, take what I can take, and do my best. You have a lot of guys
2: that are shooting arrows at you out there while you're racing in this division. Number one is your brother, Jonathan, when he races with you, and he puts a lot of pressure on you. Do do you just kind of focus those guys out? Do you not pay any attention to those cars when they're putting pressure on you?
3: Being one of the youngest drivers in this class, it's definitely a lot of pressure as is, but being that I've ran this class for a few years now, it's I kind of have to just tune everyone out and just run my own race and do the best of my abilities without letting them bother me.
2: And at 35 laps, Maddox, Which folks say, you know, we watch 500 or 600 on TV, and that's fine. But for a local stock car that was originally a car at one point, 35 laps is a lot of laps. Will you have to think about conserving tires this Friday night, or are you going to be able to go all out from the drop or the green flag?
3: You know, it's all these big races are all about strategy, even if there are just only 35 laps, whether there are 25 laps to 50 laps, they all take strategy. And when it comes to a 35-lap race, it's, you You got to ha- find your happy medium of still going and trying to get up front and stay out front. But at the same time, you want to have enough that you can save for that last 10 laps.
2: For me, it always seemed like when I wanted to conserve, everybody else was ready to haul the mail. And when I wanted to haul the mail, everybody else was conserving. I always seemed like I was out of sync with the re- everybody. what everybody else was doing.
3: Yes, sir. It's always, everyone always has a different game plan, and it's never it's never easy. Sometimes your plan won't work 100% every time, but if it works for you, it works, and if it doesn't work for the other person, it doesn't work. So it's all about what you need to do to find yourself in the best position to win the race.
2: A thousand uh, to win, which is a lot of money for the sportsman division. A lot of names as I look down the points list from Five Flags. Jimmy Patrick has got a brand new car. Chad Robinson, B.J. Latham, Daryl McDonald, D3, Brandon Fowler. I mean, that's like a murderer's row. Of the old baseball days of of guys, you got a whip this weekend.
3: Yes, sir. And it's people I've raced with all season long. So I just hopefully it's the same it's been, and I can just keep doing what I've been doing.
2: Sounds good. Well, good luck this Friday night. We'll be watching. Music means I got to go. Thank you for being with us, Maddox. Good luck, man.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you.
2: Maddox Langham. Sportsman spectacular. Points leader going in. And and I'm telling you, it's a who's who of stock, stock car racing behind him there. It's going to be interesting to see who comes out with the money on Friday night. When we come back, Arca owner, old Arca driver, Arca driver again, Billy Venerini right here on WNSP. Lishevian
4: for the opening kickoff.
0: This is Inside Alabama Racing on 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. Out of the caution and full speed ahead. Here's Tommy Prater.
2: Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. Well, we're in the middle of some great racing here. Darlington this past weekend, North Wilkesboro right now this weekend, Flat Rock this weekend, Pensacola this weekend, Sunny South Raceway on Saturday night. There's a lot going on. Just a few minutes. We'll talk with Billy Venerini climbing back in the car. I think it's been 16 years since Billy was in a car. We'll talk to him about that in just a minute. Every week, our program is brought to you by Wade Distributors, Southwest Alabama's flooring leader, Alabama Pipe and Supply, and, of course, Judy's Place, where every Wednesday is cobbler day. And I had the peach today, which is my normal go-to cobbler. But a man who better be laying off the cobbler so he can climb back in the race car for the first time in, I think, 16 years at Flat Rock Speedway this weekend is our buddy Billy Venterini. Billy, how you doing, man?
1: I'm do- I'm doing well, man. Good to hear your voice again.
2: So I'm thinking about this weekend and you climbing back in the car, and the first thing I think about is, is well, you know, the guy's been out 16 years, but I swear, I think you're in better shape today than you were back in 2007.
1: <laughs> you know, I, that's, that's one thing that kinda made this I guess possible was I feel like right now I'm in pretty physical good physical shape. Um you know, I uh got young kids, I've got a younger wife, and everyone makes me make sure I don't get too old. So I have to I work out, I <laughs> eat right and uh and we kinda live right. So uh and maybe a cocktail here and there. But we, we do we definitely worry about what we're uh or we're eating, and uh, and we get lots of exercise. So, uh, when this popped up, I said the one thing I wasn't worried about is really falling out of the seat. I'm more worried about just honestly sucking. So it was. <laughs> I feel good about it, at least my, my my fitness level right now. Well, you put
2: together pretty. Pretty good group. Shannon's gonna Shannon Rush go crew chief for you. I talked to BP a little while ago. The Bull Brennan Pool's gonna be spotting for you. I mean, at least you're going with your A game.
1: I, my team is so much better than I will be on that night, but you know what? Um, I, paid, well, I don't really pay Brandon, but the rest of them I pay, so that, this might be This is just them having to do something good for the boss, I guess. It must be like I'm cashing in on boss's day for the rest of them.
2: Uh, I, you know, as this came up, I, I called Thomas earlier today, and I said, do you see it being 16 years before you get back in a race car? And he's like, no, I don't see it being 16 years. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, you you and I talked about this a little bit. When you were racing before late 90s, early 2000, you were in the middle of a family-owned operation that was fighting tooth and nail to get to the racetrack every week. Pressure galore. The whole family business was on your shoulders. This weekend's going to be a lot different.
1: This is a whole different animal than I ever got to partake in when I drove. I mean, I love what what my race team's become. Uh, I'm proud of it. But, man, this does not resemble the team I drove for when I was driving. You know, you're right. we (laughs) We scratched and clawed week to week. I said, this is the first time in my whole life I'm going to the racetrack this is going to sound terrible, but I know there's a lot of race car drivers that will understand this. And people who aren't race car drivers probably won't understand this comment. But this might be the very first time in my whole life I'm running a race just for fun. And that's kind of sad in a way, (laughs) but you get so wrapped (laughs) up in chasing it that you don't have fun. It all becomes so ultra-competitive. And this right here... That's not the case. Like, I'm going to have fun. I did test today, and my goal when I tested was was like, I want to be good enough to be able to have fun. And I was good enough today that I'm like, okay, I can have fun. I'm not going to be riding around at the bottom getting lapped. But I'm probably not, I'm I'm not going to win this race either. But I'm not going to be there (laughs) to get lapped lap after lap either. So, I. I felt like it went as well as I could have hoped for not being in a car in sixteen years.
2: I saw you in an article and I immediately said BS that you said you didn't make any difference to you whether you finished fifth or tenth, and I'm like, that's BS. Okay,
1: <laughs> you know, so so really, it really, I guess it does or doesn't. I'm not sure because really man, Tommy, you know me really well. You know me really well. You've known my life story. You've known us from when we had nothing to what we've been able to build now. And, like, all I've done is chase the, the finish, and that's what I did my whole career. And that's what I basically built our business on, too. And it's been awfully good for my family and, and for my wife and I and my kids, and we've made a nice living at this, and racing has been wonderful to us. Chasing the results. And I kind of was like, this is the one time I'm just not going to get wrapped up. Like my goal is to make sure if I start to not have fun because something isn't going right, I need to remind myself, kind of shut the heck up and have fun. And
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm going to want to run as the best I can. Cause that's what would be the purpose of not trying to do the best you can. In absolutely anything you try, I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, I don't care if you sweep the floor, don't do it half ass. And, like, whatever you're going to do, you don't want to do it half ass. but I need to keep it lighthearted because I feel like that's really what this is about. This is a little bit more, I guess, kind of a little bit of, like, just looking back, being able to do this is kind of a privilege, So, I need to remember
2: that and enjoy it. And, and, you know, to me, every time I got a chance to go to the racetrack, either as a driver or as Thomas's car owner, it is a privilege. Because there's not very many of us that get to do that. Even... At a not good level to a good level, there's other people that don't even get to see a racetrack, much less get to go every weekend. But, you know, uh, Billy, one of the things that I I was thinking about as, as I was thinking about you this weekend is this is probably also the first time in your career that you're taking a car to the racetrack for you to drive that you didn't work on until the very last minute when you put it in the trailer. And somebody else is working on I mean, it for
1: you. My hands are pretty damn soft these days. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I put the pen and make calls, and, and I manage a whole bunch of people, and I deal with a whole bunch of clients and, and our manufacturer, and I'm not a wrench anymore, which, you like I said, you've known me a long time. You've seen me with a whole bunch of grease under my nails. You've seen me with Bondo dust in my hair. Like, I did all that. And I'm pretty soft these days. Like, I gotta be honest. I'm not <laughs> kept set these days, and, and I don't. I say that kind of kidding, but like, I'm glad I did all that work when I did it, because it'd be hard to get me to go do it now, man. After like, but like, I did it for a long time. I ate, I ate, you know, two decades worth of meals in my race shop to make us basically an overnight success. You know what I mean? But like, it. And we kid about that. It's like, yeah, look, all of a sudden you guys were on the map and doing all this. It's like, yeah, what about the 20 years of grinding no one saw with absolutely no reward? But you just did it. And uh, then eventually things just went our way. And and that was, you know, that's really cool. And I hope other racers, there's a lot of people who aren't going to like me. I know I realize I'm a... I'm a bold person. I, I say, well, I'm kind of like you, man. You know, I say what I think. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> bit polarizing in that fact, uh, factor. But, you know, if nothing else, I'm a true racer who succeeded in the sport and business of racing. You know, and that's been hard because we've had countless businessmen who had lots of money come in and fail at this. So for one of our own to, have the success we've had i hope fellow racers see that and it's a little bit of inspiration to know you don't have to be you know silver spooned in order to succeed in this deal
2: well i think for those people who have only known billy venerini for the last 10 years and as a successful car owner and and the best cars going to the racetrack and threats to win every week, and the most winningness team in 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 ARCA history, they don't understand Billy Venerini from 25 years ago, who, honest to goodness, uh, they were mortgaging everything they had to try to get back to the racetrack to have a car that could run in the top 10, not a car that could win. And 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 to appreciate this weekend like I do for you, you got to know the guy from 25 years ago.
1: Yeah, that's that's why I was, glad, I was glad to do this with you because you're someone who actually knows the whole story. You've seen it. I mean, you've known me for a very long time, and you're right. Ten years, if you know me for ten years, there's a whole bunch. You're you're reading you're reading the book in the last four chapters. You missed the first twelve or fifteen chapters of the book. Like, there's a whole bunch that went happened on the front side that made this this easy stuff happen. Because now, and I don't mean this in a in, in a, I hate to sound arrogant and famous, but this is easy now compared to what it was like. Right, sure. But, this is, I
2: mean, this is going to be fun, and, and so I'm I'm looking forward to watching you Saturday night. I hope you guys have a good time.
1: I I'm looking forward to it, man,
2: buddy. Good luck this weekend. Music means I got to go, but uh, I'll be watching on Flow Racing. If you win, I'm going to have you back on next week. Uh, but if you if you look bad. You know, we'll just talk about you.
1: <laughs> good enough. <I'll> make sure. <laughs> hey, if nothing else, I'll look good. I got a new nice, I got nice teeth. So I'll look decent. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, bud.
2: Billy V this weekend at Flat Rock. Adam Alexander when we come back right here on WNSP.
0: Racing on 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. Keeping it mostly between the lines. Here's Tommy Prater.
2: Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. We got a lot going on. We're trying to do the show here. Adam Alexander from Fox Sports up next. I'm trying to watch racing from North Wilkesboro. This just in, Alabama's Augie Grill. Wins at North Wilkesboro, sat on the pole. He didn't lead every lap. Corey Heim gave him his money's worth, but Augie Grill is the winner. Now late model stocks getting lined up to go. Later on tonight, the ASA guys who raced in Pensacola a few weeks ago will be on point. For those looking for mobile driver Dustin Smith, uh, he did make the pro late model race earlier today, And he did not make it through the last-chance qualifying race into the Super League model race tonight. But they had a good car both days and really proud of Dustin, what he's been able to accomplish up at North Wilkesboro. Every week, our program is brought to you by Wade Distributors, Alabama Pipe Supply, and Judy's Place. Where Wednesday is Cobbler Day, Peach or Berry is the Choices. And with that, I'm going to put our next guest on the spot right out of the chute. Adam Alexander, are you a peach or berry guy when it comes to cobbler?
4: I'm all in on peach. In fact, I was driving Ah, to Darlington last week. There was a nice peach (laughs) stand on the side of the road on the highway. It was a a bonus Mother's Day gift for my wife, some peaches. And uh, anyway, I'd go peach.
2: Uh, that's that's me too. I'm 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 a peach guy. Of course, at Judy's they put about. eight What do you cups mean? Now wait a sugar.
4: minute. I mean you're not a peach guy. You're that's a the guy <laughs> to give me one of each guy. I know how you are. Don't don't give me this. I made a choice and I'm going to go peach. I don't I don't believe that. Yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah, I'm I'm busted.
2: Okay, I'm busted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you got me dead to rights, man. That's, that's, yeah. I can't I can't go anywhere with that. I'm glad you mentioned Darlington. I read today, and I, and and you guys may have caught this, but I did not. While the race well, the race was over, that Kyle Larson's pit crew boycotted Victory Lane because of what happened the week before between Larson and Chastain, because they're Chastain's Sunday pit crew. And I looked at pictures, oh, there and there was go. nobody there. <laughs>
4: That's good. I, I did not at- know that. I I I had heard the combination. Uh, you know the pit crews and how that's set up. Usually, it is you know very unique because you, you have some of those Sunday guys that work with various teams on Sunday or on Saturday, rather. So it is unique. I, I caught that, so that's an interesting stat right there.
2: So I'm, I'm, that's what it caught my eye because I'm looking at Larson Victory Lane and there's four guys. Right, I'm like, where's everybody at? <laughs>
4: But Coffin does use, probably uses the over-the-wall guys from Trackhouse on Saturday, the one in the 99. That's right. And and I wouldn't get it right if I tried to tell you uh, who pits what. But, yeah, that's right. very interesting.
2: Right. Well, a, a, the story goes today that's out is that it was Chastain's crew that pitted Larson on Saturday, and that's why they they boycotted Victory Lane because of uh, – because of the, I get, what are they going to do this week, right? Well, I guess Xfinity and racing, but you know, man. Yeah, and, and
4: Larson's is not driving the 10, right? So that'll, that'll help. Right,
2: right. But well, I mean, you know, hey, if, if they were upset from a week ago, <laughs> they're really mm-hmm. going to be upset this week.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, I, yeah I, that was, uh, <laughs> that was, that was full sin, get your money's worth right there.
2: So, there's a lot of talk. I, I, I've read a lot this week and heard a lot about, you know, everybody's over throwback weekend. I'm not. I, I love it. Right? I'm not going to lie. I, I love it. And when you do the broadcast, you guys do such a fun job. Are you over throwback weekend or is it still fun to you?
4: I, I think it is fun to, to dress up. And I will say this from a TV perspective, our wardrobe, Group just does such a tremendous job and in, in setting us up to have a good time with it. Because you know there've been years where we kind of had to do it on our own, or you know it was thrown together right. because we just didn't have the right people in place to execute it. Any time you know you add that responsibility and you feel like you don't look like you should, it, it's a lot easier to say I'm I'm going to be out on this. I don't need to be a part of this. I'm all good. And I feel like the last couple of years, from a TV standpoint, we've been way better because of our wardrobe group and just the time and effort that they put in, and, and they just take it upon their shoulders to do that. So I feel like it's been executed better for us, and that makes it more enjoyable from the team standpoint. I do feel like a little bit of shine is off the penny. Uh, some teams get all involved and do crew uniforms, some not so much. So I almost feel like it should should not go away completely, but should go on a rotation instead of doing it Every year, do it every fifth year. Uh, tie it to something. The anniversary of a big race, you know, it was 30 years ago that this happened, so we're all going to, you know, throw it back to, you know, 1978 or whatever the deal is and and have fun that way as opposed to trying to come up with something every year because inevitably some of the paint schemes are perfect. There was a great Harvick theme this weekend, I thought, in the Xfinity Series, which was great, and those RCR cars flashing back to the years that he won the title. That's good. And, and you had some that didn't have as much meaning or connection to the true throwback team, and, and then it's like, how do we tell their story and how does that fit in? And I, I think if you did it on a on a less regular basis, you might get more buy-in and, and make it a little bit more special.
2: Did I understand correctly, speaking of Harvick and throwback schemes, that Harvick's cup throwback scheme was the scheme he was supposed to have before he was drafted to the 29? Because I did not know that story at all.
4: Yeah, I don't know that I knew that either. I do know, though, you know, it's it's so interesting that the All-Star race falls the week after Darlington and throwback, because I feel like this weekend is just going to be a throwback uh, in so many ways because of the way they've, you know, not just, fixed up the track, but maintained the integrity of, of the historical elements of North Wilkesboro. And and one of the great pieces of North Wilkesboro this weekend is going to be that Harvick is running the 29 instead of the 4. And you, know, you talk about throwback, and, and when is throwback yeah. dead, and when is it alive? It couldn't be more alive than with a <laughs> 29 class 4 car this weekend with Harvick going back to how it all began, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that, and think that's going to be a neat element this weekend as we talk Kevin Harvick.
2: That, but I I did not know, and I think it was a SunKissed scheme, I I had never heard that he was all set yep. to go with SunKissed. I that, that was you know I, I I missed that twenty years ago. But what, you know
4: when yeah I'm, I, I did too. A, yep yep
2: that was that was a first time deal for me. You I'm have a regular. Uh, you have a regular rotating group that you do the Xfinity races with on Saturday. Is it more fun to have the rotating group on Saturday or Phil and Michael on Friday night?
4: Well, I got, I got to tell you, I did the truck race at Daytona, and that was the first time that Phil and Michael and me had been together in a long time. Of course, I do a lot of stuff with Michael, the, the practice qualifying stuff in Xfinity, and Michael actually pinch-hitted Saturday. For Eric Jones when he got sick and, and couldn't join Ryan Blaney and myself at Darlington, that was the original plan. But but back to your, your question, I hadn't done a race with Michael and Phil in a while. And when we were back together at Daytona, I, I told him I said, this is just magical because I, I enjoy all the drivers that come up. And personally speaking, to get to work with the best of the best and champions and Hall of Famers, I, I can't explain to you, you know, I appreciate it now, I know 10, 15, 20 years down the road, when I look back at pictures and reflect on it, I'm really going to appreciate the people that I had an opportunity to share the booth with. But having said that, the friendship that I've developed over the years with Michael and Phil and the times we've had away from the track and away from the TV booth makes the time together in there that much more special. And so we have just had a tremendous time. And like I said, I, I'm fortunate to get to work with so many different people. And it's it's been wonderful to have those experiences and to share stories with them and so on. But the time with Michael and Phil is is just like being there with a couple of buddies. And I know, uh, you know, we just all share so much in common in our approach and the way we go about it. And so those those times are great, no doubt.
2: I tell people that ask me, that doing Saturday with the multiple guys going in and out has to put a lot of pressure on you because so much of your job is making sure that these guys don't look like a couple of dummies and, and you have a good broadcast.
4: Well, I, I will, I don't know that pressure is the right word. I will say that I, I do take on as much responsibility as I can to be buttoned up on, on who's where in regard to, you know, driving what cars and whatever because that does rotate from time to time in the Xfinity series. And, you know, some of the rules are a little bit different there and the thought process on strategy and some of that is different. And so I try to make sure I have my arms around all of that so that we can have an intelligent conversation and I can share with them some of the things that we probably need to be watching for because they're thinking a little bit differently when it comes to strategy and approach to a Sunday cup race than those guys typically are on Saturday, just in the way they, they utilize, um, you know, their resources and how things are set up. Having said that though, this has really opened the door for me to do things differently as a broadcaster. And it's allowed me to be a lot looser and more conversational. And and I, I think across the board, what you would say creates a challenge or adds pressure or responsibility, truthfully, is, is also taken off a little pressure and made the job a little more fun and has really helped me grow as a broadcaster. So, you yeah, know, there's some give and take in that. And if I were at contract time, I might say to the executives at Fox, you have no idea how much pressure I feel when I get there with those guys. But the, the reality is, it's their golf game. And that allows me to kind of have that same approach, and it's, it's just been a pleasure. I can't tell you how rewarding it's been to, to do it that way.
2: Well, the fact that you guys are having fun comes through the broadcast, and, and that's a genuine thing that you can't fake for three hours.
4: That's right. You're right. We're having a good time. Buddy, the
2: music means i got to go. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm watching from North Wilkesboro. It's been fun all day, and I know you guys are going to have fun this weekend. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, Tommy. Adam Alexander with Fox Sports. Just always fun to check in with Adam. We appreciate him taking a few minutes to come and spend some time with us this weekend. Or this week. When we come back. This week's edition of the Moose Call, right here on WNSP, part of the sound of Mobile.
5: Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. Every week our program is brought to you by Judy's, Alabama Pipe and Supply, and Wade Distributor, Southwest Alabama's Flooring Leader. It's that time of the week for this week's edition of the Moose Call, and let's bring in the moose, Thomas Prater. How you doing, man?
6: I'm doing good. Uh, I am attending uh, the Bishop State graduation this evening, uh, I actually graduated last year, but... Uh, This year, I'm just here to cheer on all my students that graduated this year.
5: That's pretty cool. You guys over at the trucking department
6: uh, spent
5: out, what, 10 to 20 every eight weeks, something like that?
6: Uh, I'll put it to you like this. We graduated 380 students in the year of 2022. Wow. uh, We have five five classes a year, and uh, we pump them out.
5: That's pretty cool. And, and Thomas, i will getting way off of a here, but your average student, what are they making when they get through with your class in eight weeks?
6: Well, uh, they can come out making anywhere from 800 to to $1,000 a week, and it only gets better from there.
5: And uh, that's for guys that have absolutely zero experience, and then you that's work correct. up from there. That's pretty that's cool. correct,
6: I figured by the time that I'm ready to retire in 2025 20, years, I'll know 10% of the truckers out there on the road.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> that's, that's a pretty big number.
5: Uh, we got to cover some ground here last week. Uh We got busy and didn't mention Mother's Day. And, boy, you know, when I was working on Mother's Day stuff for your mom and, and went over some of the stuff that she's done for you and me, over the years, uh, I, I guess we need to go back and do a, a makeup, so to speak. for not missing Mother's Day last week.
6: Well, all I can say is, is uh, for sure, Thomas or Tommy Prater wouldn't be anything without Julie Prater. Now, you know, of course, I've kind of found my way. I think you're still looking for it, but, uh, you know, <laughs> But <laughs> uh, without her, you know, she keeps us in line, that's for sure. I, I'll
5: remind her of that when you bring the kids over this week, okay? Okay. Yeah, sounds
6: great. <laughs> hey, those are those are her kids. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I think you're right about that, Cap. I think you're right that's about that. Good. Let's talk some racing here. Um, well, we had planned on having the uh, ASA Stars winner from last night on. But it's not even, they're not even going to race till tonight sometime because of bad weather. Uh, last weekend was throwback weekend. A lot of old names at the racetrack. You and I watched some of the races together. A lot of cool throwback th- schemes. Was there a throwback paint scheme that you liked a lot last week?
6: Uh, you know, I, I'm sure there was, but I didn't look at it like that. Uh, you know, I think the one the one cool thing I heard on the broadcast though is that Chase Elliott was running his dad's paint scheme uh whenever he was seven or from when he was seven or eight years old and that paint scheme was what made him decide that he wanted to be a race car driver. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um I'd have to go back and look at him to really narrow one down though.
5: I think to me the coolest thing of the weekend was uh Kyle Petty and his dad, Richard Petty doing part of the broadcast Sunday together, and they said they had never done a broadcast together before. And goodness gracious, their 60-plus years of, of being around racing, I thought that was a shock. I didn't think you could do anything new for the petties.
6: Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see them still getting after it and them teaming up with GMS this year. Uh, I really think that's going to be a good thing for their program. And, of course, Richard Petty doesn't have to prove anything to anyone. So, hopefully, that will just keep carrying his legacy on.
5: Proven. Speaking of proven things to anybody, uh this weekend at Flat Rock, Michigan, a little small bull ring up there, Billy Venerini is going to climb back in the car for the first time in 16 years. 16 years is a long layoff, man.
6: Yeah, 16 years is a long time, but uh I do think that uh he'll be able to pick up where he left off pretty good, so I wish him a lot of luck, and I know a lot of people are going to be up there helping him, so.
5: Do you see it being 16 years before you get in the car again?
6: Me? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it just, you know, the way things fell out for him, it was better for him to stay out than be in. So I haven't quite <laughs> got to that point
5: yet. <laughs> well, you know, and I was thinking about this. Uh, I've only been out about nine years. I had to go back and look. So, you know, i still got a few years to go before I get to be 16 years out.
6: Yeah, yeah, you know, I just, uh you know, the way Tommy Prater works, I just keep thinking that one day I'm going to go down to the shop and there'll be something there that you hadn't told anybody about, and uh that'll be your comeback. <laughs> well, I, I, I think the way to know
5: for sure that I've decided not to do this is I still have my seat. If you ever see me sell my seat, then you know I'm done.
6: Well, I mean, the way you're going right now, you can probably fit in one of my seats. That, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> that's true too, right? You know, yeah. so I, well,
5: you I'm actually in, smaller. But... I'm actually smaller these days than what I was when I was racing, so I'm, I may have to kind of scooch mine in a little bit.
6: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've always had to push them out, but never back in. So that'd be interesting.
5: Yeah, that's never happened on my seat. Hey, bud, I got to go. Thanks for being with us. Uh, We'll holler at you next week.
6: Yes, sir. That's
5: the moose. That means that's our show for today. Thank you for joining us. It's been a fun show. Billy V was in, Adam Alexander, this Friday night. Watch for Maddox Langham at Pensacola Five Flags Speedway. Everybody, have an awesome week.